We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side, Sports Talk, with sports director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. Hello and welcome to a special edition of WNCT Nine of Your Side Sports Talk. Uh, this week we talked this Super Bowl. Nolan Knight here joined by my colleagues Brian Bailey to my right, Kelsey O'Donnell to my left. And guys, it is Super Bowl week, 6.30 this Sunday on CBS. We get to watch Tampa Bay in Kansas City face off in the big one. Super Bowl 55 this year. How excited are you guys? I think you're always excited for the Super Bowl because, you know, this is what these you know teams have played for all year long and you know, there's just something, at least in my mind, there's something magical about football season anyway. <laughs> and it goes, you know, on and on. And this is kind of, you know, we go through high school football for us and then we go to the college ranks. And this was a much, much different year, obviously. But but still, some of those things held true. The bowl season wasn't quite the same. But once you play the Super Bowl, you're part of, you're you're done. For, yeah, the for, bowl for the season year. was the bowl know, season was terrible. It was not much to <laughs> it was not fast. much to it. But the playoffs, I think, made up for it. The playoffs kind of had the same yeah. feel as they it normally did. do. The bowl season really didn't. Though you're right about yeah. that. I love this time of year. So did you know? That I'm a Super Bowl baby. I was born on the Super Bowl. Really? I thought you were going to say something different. No. <laughs> no. All right, Super Bowl baby. You I were am. Born on the Super Bowl. Which what, Super Bowl which was Super Bowl? it? In, uh, you know well, was it was playing? 1997. I don't know who was playing back then. Well, we got to figure that out. Yeah, because like, uh, if you're going to go pouting off the stout, uh, is that one? Yeah. It's got to be a Bill Super Bowl, right? 55 minus 24. That's <laughs> math. <laughs> you're asking the wrong room here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now I want to find out. I'm curious. Well, in Super Bowl 55, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing yeah. off against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs this season, probably not the year that I think everyone was expecting out of them. Yes, they were the one seed. Yes, they're in the Super Bowl again. But they had a lot of close games. Nine games this year were won by less than six points. Of course, they lost to the Raiders this season. Uh, they played the Panthers really tight. There was a lot of surprising games where they were. it was a game late, but they always seemed to find a way uh, to come out on top. All right, guys, I found it. Uh, what what have you Super got? Yeah. It was on January 26th, which... Happy birthday. That's not my birthday, though. My <laughs> mom told me I was a Super Bowl baby. So you're not a Super Bowl baby. Maybe it was the following year. Never mind then. Okay, my whole life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, wait. So she goes spouting off, hey, did you know I'm a Super Bowl baby and you're not a Super Bowl baby? Maybe you know, it, Super it might Bowl have been week. the following year when I turned one. My birthday's February 5th. This one, 1997 at least, was it was January 26th. It's a birthday podcast then. That's with right, right, uh, Green Bay Packers beat the New England Patriots in 97. But yeah. uh, I don't know why. People right now, if Maybe they are, some if they are listening, they're not anymore. Oh, my gosh. Maybe because some of my birthdays fell on the Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. We're going to change the subject. Well, the Chiefs <laughs> will be facing off against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. They had a shaky start to this season. I think coming into the year, everyone thought that maybe they could be a Super Bowl team. They had a good defense. They had some offensive weapons. And uh, sure enough, the 43-year-old Tom Brady, the GOAT, as some people will say, are facing off the kid, which is the, the nickname for a, a child goat or baby goat. Uh, so it's the goat versus the kid. 
what, what did you what did you see from these two teams coming in, throughout the season as, as we work towards the playoffs? I remember Week One when the the Bucks played the Saints and the Saints really you know whipped them pretty good. In fact, the Saints whipped them twice mm-hmm. during the regular season, and I think a lot of people kind of lost you know faith in Tampa lost Bay to the Bears. at that point. Yeah, yeah, I mean Tampa Bay had some bad losses, but but you know the Super Bowl was not about you know the best team that always wins it. A lot of times it's the hottest team that wins it, and Tampa Bay comes in pretty hot. I like Tampa Bay in this game because of the defense, and I just think they played lights out defensively, and I think they can cause some problems with Kansas City, although Kansas City has some great weapons. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a really good game, and you never know. You, you know, we have low-scoring games, you know, like – you know, you just sometimes these games end up being duds, and sometimes they end up being just great, great games. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the reason I'm taking Tampa Bay is because of obviously Brady and obviously this Tampa Bay defense. I agree. I think watching the Chiefs all year, they've been a powerhouse team, but it's fun to watch the Bucks. And you know, this is their second, I believe, is their second potentials. Uh, time to the Super Bowl. You're a Super Bowl baby, so <laughs> your facts aren't really. <laughs> I've got it in here somewhere. They played the Raiders in 2000, 2001. Yeah, I've yeah. got it in here. That was John Gruden. They mm-hmm. only have one yeah. Super Bowl win. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, they've made a couple of appearances, but I believe this is their second Super or third Super Bowl appearance. I, I gotta stop talking today. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, that that Raiders game is the I'm first this Super is a Bowl <laughs> that I remember. That that, I, that is the the very first Super Bowl I remember. I remember sitting down and, and watching that one. So it'll be fun to see them in the Super Bowl again against Kansas City. I mentioned that they've had nine games this year that were decided by less than six points. One of those was the first time these two teams met. 27-24 was the final. The Kansas City Chiefs won that one. So let's look at the Super Bowl. The line is set at three points. You guessed it, minus three. You can get a plus five or plus point five, minus point five. There, there's a half a point thrown around in there depending on where you are, are looking for the odds. 56 points is, is the over and under this one. The Chiefs, though, considered the favorite. Yeah, I think Kansas City has to be considered the favorite, and I think that that's a key. You know, if gamblers are going to look at that. The two and a half, three, or three and a half mm-hmm. is huge. I don't think it'll go to four, but I think it's going to stay right around that three number. It could, it could go as high as four because I think more money is going to go on Kansas City because that's usually what happens as far as the favorite is concerned. Uh, but, but you know, this is this is on paper a very, very close game. And, and again, once they kick it off, you know, we'll see what happens. But the Super Bowl is so different because of the, the extra week layoff, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, you, you get two weeks and, and, you know, by the time you get finally play the game, and I've talked to guys, you know, that have played earlier this week on the radio. I had a couple of former Pirates, C.J. Wilson and Vontae Leach, both at one Super Bowl championships. And, and they both said that by the time you get to play the game, you're tired because you're yeah, trying to so, scramble so around much. and get tickets for everybody in hotels. Now, this year may be a little different because of the COVID. You don't COVID. have to worry about, as, to worry about it as much. But That mental but still, drain's got to be there. It's got to be there, yeah. You got any other facts you want to throw out there, Kelsey? <laughs> You're studying that paper. I do. I, mean, I had all this stuff typed up because I feel like my head has stuff. been wrapped in Super This is like Super fact check, check Kelsey. I was. Day. I don't know if I maybe... We'll make it easy on you. We talked about the line and gambling. And, and one of the most fun things, I think, for every Super Bowl party is to look at the prop bets. And as always, there, there are some really great ones. We're going to go down the line. Um, I was supposed to have a, a, a pen with me to, to write down all, all of our... Here's one. Kelsey gave me one. She did come prepared today. 
And, yes, you and, did. And, and we'll oh write gosh, down so all, all of our picks and see who did the best uh, in our recap no next Kelsey, week. That pen doesn't so we'll start off with the, with the easiest oh. one of them all. The, it's the 50-50. Heads or tails? What do you got, Brian? I know I know a lot of my friends actually gamble on the coin flip. They not only gamble on the coin flip, they gamble on the team that wins the toss. Uh-huh. Because it's one of the fewest 50-50 right. gambles in all of sports. I always, I always pick heads. Heads always have. for Brian Bailey. Uh, I'll go with heads, too. And it's funny, too, because growing up playing sports, my parents are always very much, I guess you'd call it superstitious about whoever wins the coin toss, whether it's it was at my lacrosse game or anywhere on football when we're watching on NFL Sundays. Um, they were always like, whoever wins the coin toss is going to win the game. Didn't Dude. always happen, but... Not. You went with heads. Every, <laughs> yeah. I was a... Not to this, brag, but I was a captain a lot of times, and I think that my coin toss record, I don't think I ever won one. I think I won every time. I, I went with tails and never fails for a while. I went heads up, tails down for a while. I did whatever came to but, my mouth Since both of you guys go heads, I, I guess i got to play the odds, and I'll go tails here. Coming up next after the, the, the coin toss is always the national anthem. This year, it's set at 1 minute and 59 seconds for over-under. It's Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church singing it, so it's a duet or, or duo. I don't know it. I'm not a big singer. Over-under, a minute and 59 seconds, Brian. I think with those two, I'm going to go under. Under 150. No, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm wait a minute. Go the over. fastest time ever yeah, I'm gonna go under. is 140. Last year's went under. There have been a couple that went over. So you went, what? Wait a minute. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Over 159 for the duo. I think they're going to go slowly. And okay. I think, I think, I think Eric so Church too. is going to go slow, I think. Especially with two of them singing. I don't know. Eric Church can I go fast, the... too, though. But it's kind of an odd combo, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I'm going up over. Over? Yeah. I'll play the odds again and go under. Why do you keep copying me? Um, I said it first. It's on well, record. Oh, yeah. It's on Kelsey's record. A Super Bowl tradition in my house is before the Super Bowl, when, when you're getting prepared and getting all the, the food together for, for the big game, you, you turn on Animal Planet and you watch the Puppy Bowl. Oh, that's okay. not what happened in my house. That, we, that was always on when Mom was cooking up the, the potato skins and whatnot. This year you can bet on which Puppy Bowl team will win, Team Fluff or Team Rough, Brian? I'll take Team Rough. Rough for Brian. I'll take fluff. Fluff? I'll go with you with fluff. I like that one. First play of the game. Yeah. Kickoff has Hard for been... me to believe that the old guy took rough and the two young I think that took fluff. It says a whole lot involved. about this department. Talking about first play of the game, will it be a run play or a pass play? First play of the game will be a pass play. Pass play for Brian. That is the favorite. I think I'll go with pass. Pass? Really? Yeah. I will, too. I think they're going to pass. Get, get, it, get it going quickly. Uh Obviously, one of the biggest storylines is Tom Brady. A cool line that I saw was, what will be mentioned more, the fact that it's his 10th Super Bowl or the fact that he's 43 years old? I'll say 43. Mm, 10th Super Bowl. I'll say 43 as well. Kelsey? You're wrong with, with that. With 10th Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, as the game continues to go on, uh, let's say it was a great game and whatnot. One team wins it. What color were the Gatorade be? Oh, I saw that too. It was one of the. So you got to think. You have both teams are red. They have both have red. That's a good one. Yellow go is orange. normally a favorite. Orange for Tampa Bay. That could be it too. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Orange. Last year, I think it was orange for Kansas City. Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't want to say orange. Don't because be a copycat. Did. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say the greenish color that comes out. Whatever color. The is. yellow. The green. the original. The, yellow, green. No green the original either. color. The original what color is that. Orange? That's a yellow. That's a yellow. It's a yellow green. So orange. Brian goes with the yellow green. <laughs> I would go. Kelsey goes. I would have gone orange. orange but. That's a, what my favorite flavor. But I'm gonna go red for the team colors. My favorite is purple. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
You Super know, Bowl you, MVP. You know why? Because she's a Super Bowl baby. <laughs> That's oh right. Super Bowl MVP. Now, if you have to take, you got to think it's probably going to be a team that wins. Yeah. This is when you can make a lot of money if you figure out who who it is beforehand. These are always it's it's very rare. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite, followed by Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Brady. But there's been a lot of non quarterbacks that have won in the past. You've got to think back to that. Um, the Seattle Super Bowl not too long ago, a defensive player won it. I think Bucks come from behind. Brady gets MVP. The, the problem with the MVP award, too, is the fact that, that if you pick a receiver, well, somebody had to get him the ball. Mm -hmm. So usually the guy that got him the ball, unless it's somebody like uh, – Nicole Hartman gets a kick return, touchdown, and a pass return. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are some, some – uh, Take your pick. I'll take somebody like Travis Kelsey, but I don't want to take Travis Kelsey. Um, He's got a great name. Yeah. He's a Super Bowl baby. He was born. He got to play in the Super Bowls. He's a Super Bowl baby. Uh, I'll just go with the uh, the normal pick. I'm, I'm picking Tampa Bay, so I guess I'll take Brady. Brady for Mr. Bailey. Yeah. Who you got, Nolan? I will take um, Tyreek Hill. There. Oh, there you go. Okay. be mine. And Kelsey, you said you're taking who? Brady. Brady as well. A lot of, lot of Brian Bailey, Kelsey O'Donnell picks here. Yeah. And Great now we like. finally get to what we've been. You know, I'm a Super Bowl baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think we all are. Never gonna live. This I was time. born before the Super Bowl. So let's even started before it all. Well, the Super Bowl is 55, and I'm 58. So. I guess you're right about that. Yeah. I think it's time to kick him off the podcast. Well, before old. we do that, let's figure Probably. out what his Super Bowl, his official Super Bowl pick is. You mentioned uh, the Buccaneers. Why? And is that your official pick? Yes, Tampa Bay 27, Kansas City 24. 27-24, the same score of the first time they faced us. Write it down. We write it. Tampa Bay. I'm Steve Logan you might be able said. to hear me writing. <laughs> Kelsey? My pick is Tampa Bay 31, Chiefs 27. 31-27, Chiefs, as, or Tampa Bay, rather, right? Yes. And I think I might That's have to so jump funny over there. on the bandwagon here. And, <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as well. Um, Everybody's picking Tampa Bay. Are you I like me? Tampa Bay. You, you, you got to look at the nine games that were decided by less than six points in this one. Bruce Arians, a former Hokie. There's three Virginia Tech players on that staff underneath. <laughs> I forgot about Arians oh, being a Hokie. They're definitely going to win. Yeah, I forgot about um, Arians being a Hokie. Tom Brady has, has been so impressive this season at 43. I think he's got another two years in him. I think he's going to be playing at, at 45. Uh, and he's been so fun to watch this year. I think it's going to be uh, a bigger loss th than what most people think. I'll, I'll say. Uh, 41 to 35. I have another fact. And 41 to 35. Is it a fact <laughs> or is it a Kelsey? No, it's a... <laughs> I'm going to start calling them Kelsey's. They're not really facts. It's a fact. So Brady will become the first quarterback in the Super Bowl to play in three different decades. That's which incredible. Which I think is really cool. It's a fact. And if he wins, he'll have more Super Bowl championships than any franchise. Yeah, that which is which unreal. is also incredible. <laughs> Talking about Super Bowl predictions, uh, this week we were able to catch up with former Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, former East Carolina linebacker, long time. I think he played in the NFL for 10 years, Robert Jones. We were able to catch up with him, and I got his Super Bowl prediction as well. I really don't have a, a dog in the fight. Um, I, I I really don't care who wins. I mean, I just it's, it's two uh, two good fo football teams, of course. But if I had to pick one, if I was forced to pick one, I would like to see Tom Brady win, only because um, you know this 
this argument about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, like, you know, was it more Bill? Was it more Tom? You know, this game has always been a player's game. And, um, you know, I was a veteran, obviously, in the NFL, and um, I got ousted by a young guy. And um, I think veterans are so important. And so with Tom being 43 years old and then going to Tampa his first year and then being in the Super Bowl, um, it really sets the stage for for veteran players that, you know, when you have the focus that he has and the experience, you can lead a team to the Super Bowl. So I would like to see that because it's a player's game. And um, I don't take anything from Belichick because I think, you know, not think. I know he was the one that drafted Tom and developed him and gave him that discipline. And so Tom took that discipline with him to, to Tampa. And I just like to see it happen for him one more time and, um, you know, solidify this game as a veteran game as it once used to be before I even joined the NFL. So cool getting to talk with former Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl champion, Brian Bailey, our sports director, is really good friends with Robert, and and you got all kinds of funny stories about him, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> Robert. Robert's a great guy, and and he uh, when I talked to him on the radio a couple of weeks ago, you know, it was fascinating to me some of the stories he told about playing. He played in three Super Bowls and won three Super Bowls with the Cowboys. You know, everybody thinks about Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and that group, but mm-hmm. but he was on the other side of the football, and they had really good defenses back then. But he talked about all the you know the stars that he would see warming up. He'd yep. look around and see you know all the stars have had all the you know the great tickets and be standing there, and he he got a kick out of that. What I thought was really cool, I asked him what his favorite moment was in the Super Bowl, and you think it would maybe a tackle or, or, or seeing the celebration. It was meeting someone special after the game. I think for me, you know, one of the most memorable moments is that, um, you know, when you grow up and, you, and you're in your house and as a little kid you listen to music. I know I, um, you know, my mom, my dad on Saturdays, it was like cleanup day. So we get up and we're listening. We have some Stevie Wonder music or she has some Al Green or something like that. And um, then here it is, my second Super Bowl in Atlanta. And we win, of course, um, defeat Buffalo. And then I'm coming out of the locker room and then look who's sitting there just waiting. It was Stevie Wonder. So for me, a memorable moment is just being able to, to reach and, and – uh, you know, reach his hand, talk to him, say something to him, and he's right there in front of me. And I'm like, yo, man, my mom loved you. My dad loved you. And, and this is what we used to do on Saturday mornings and stuff. So, you know, that's that's like some of my memorable moments, man. Um, It, it was just great games. I know people are looking for more, you know, what happened in the game or if it was a big tackle or any of that stuff. I mean, you saw the game, you know, um, it was a great, it was a great game, but the memorable moments is, you know, just meeting the people that I, that I saw there. Isn't that incredible to, yeah. to play in this game? And the person he meets is someone that didn't even get to see the game. And Stevie <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. That's cool. But, but he told me one time, I think he, he said that uh, Henry Winkler was on the front row and he's like, man, that's the Fonz. He's, he's right there. This is before your time, obviously both of you, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, and just different, different things like that. And uh, you know, just, you can't imagine you know, playing in three Super Bowls and how, you know, there aren't that many people that have done that. Played in one. Yeah, and there hadn't been that many that played in one. He's played in three and won three championships. So, uh, yeah, Robert's one of the, the great all-time folks. He's got a, uh, you know, Zay Jones, his son, is the all-time leading receiver in NCAA uh, football history. 
and he's got another child playing uh, volleyball right now at East Carolina. So he, he comes to town a lot. And Very cool. So we'll see him soon. Yeah, rooting for Zay Jones he's with the the Raiders this season. I, I spoke with him about that. He he's, he mentioned how much they liked him, and he thinks big things are are to come. Uh, before we wrap things up, we'll, we'll fly through everything that's going around here in Greenville. I think a lot of people are excited about the fact that the East Carolina baseball team is, is starting up. Their practice started this past week, uh, and we got a while to go before the first game. But uh, what are you excited about this season in, in terms of some ECU baseball? Well, I, I think they're going to be very good, very talented, a very deep pitching staff. Uh, they can hit it. I mean, they're, they're going to be really fun to watch. Unfortunately, nobody's going to be able to watch them because of the COVID. Uh, they'll be streamed. We'll be there for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the one of the deals they they worked out with the American. At one point, it was going to be if if you streamed something, you had to stream it through the ESPN Plus platform, and so all the games weren't going to be streamed. But now they've worked out something where the, all the games will be either streamed through ESPN Plus or through East Carolina University. So if you're a baseball fan of East Carolina, you will be able to see all of the games. But you know, again, it just won't be, it won't be the same because you know part of the magic of, of Clark LeClaire Stadium even in games when it's cold and, and the crowds aren't big they're still vocal they're still loud and then some of those midweek games through the years I mean Wilmington comes to town or state or North Carolina and all the just everybody mm-hmm. goes to the games and it's just it's just so much fun and you know most likely we'll miss most of that hopefully by the time we get to late April early May maybe some of the restrictions mm-hmm. You know, it won't be as and it'll be warmer, as hard, you know, <laughs> tough on, on everybody, and we'll be able to go back to the ballpark. But yeah, it'd be a lot warmer too. But I think they're, they're going to be really, really good. I agree with what you said. I know we said it last week too, but I'm excited just to be able to follow them for an entire season versus being cut short because of COVID. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to sit in the sun and watch them play <laughs> instead of in coats and <laughs> yeah, <that's> gloves. <laughs> they have some cold days. We, I, we haven't gotten to see them in the warm weather, so that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, speaking of, of some dreary uh, news, the East Carolina basketball programs have struggled in 2021. Both teams still looking for their first win in 2021. They both lost to Tulsa at home uh, this past week. They, they got to get it together. They got to try to find that win column, and it does not get easier tonight. By the time you listen to this, we might have the final score, but tonight uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. They face off against uh, the sixth bet. I don't know if are they still so sixth, fifth, fifth this, five, this yeah. week. Uh, against the Houston Cougars, who are fighting for a one seed in the NCAA tournament at this point. And Kelvin Sampson, the coach at Houston, is from North Carolina, from down in Lumberton on Robertson County. So he, he's a North Carolinian. Usually when he comes to town, a whole bunch of folks from, from down there come up to see him, you know, see him and watch his mm-hmm. team play. They can't come because of COVID, but they're, they're really talented. And I think that, you know, I watched some, some of their games this year and they just, they've just put it, put the war to everybody. They're really, really good. It's just tough right now for East Carolina, for the men, because, you know, they've got Houston and then they, they've got uh, Memphis this weekend. They travel mm-hmm. to Memphis. They come back and play SMU on a Monday night. And SMU is, is, the team they started against uh, back in December. It was their first uh, conference game. Then they've got Temple on that Thursday, and then Temple again on that Saturday. they got three games next week. The Americans good. It's no yeah. hiding that. They are, it's a good conference. I agree. Talking about, I mean, but it's not just East Carolina that's struggling. You know, the the hoop state is, is a lot of times what people will give the nickname to, to North Carolina, but it's like all of the North Carolina schools are are struggling as of right now. Duke looked like maybe they had figured it out, got a big win against Clemson this past week, 79-53, to and then they turn around and lose by two to Miami the other night, 77-75. to 
Meanwhile, the Tar Heels look like they were streaking and maybe on their way to the tournament, and then they get knocked off by Clemson, 63-50. to 50. <laughs> things, things aren't looking great in North Carolina. Yeah, and, the and they're going to – Duke and Carolina are playing on Saturday, and that's always one of the biggest games of the year. They're eight miles apart, the biggest rivalry in, in, in maybe in all of sports. And this year will be the first time since 1960 that neither team is nationally ranked. That's, Think about that now. Unbelievable. 1960. Man, that's and again, that's a lot. I was of born in '62, so that's two years before I was even born. All that basketball, every time they've played, one of them has been ranked. Usually, both of them have been ranked. You guys think time. that might have something to do with the? You know, everyone's dealing with it, but but for such great tradition to all of a sudden fall apart in this strange year, maybe that has something to and do. And they're with still it. not allowing any fans, correct? Right. Yeah, it's that empty in be... there, and that's not helping. Yeah, I was gonna say that it's gonna be especially those two venues. Another, yeah. yeah. Interesting thing, especially for a rivalry game. So in the ACC, it's Virginia Tech and UVA at the top, and they faced off. It's this Virginia past. at the top. <laughs> Virginia Tech still below. That, that is even correct. though they did the face off this past Saturday. Stumble through a victory the other <laughs> night. It was not a stumble. It wasn't. Man, it was. It was awful. I had text messages already for both of you guys at halftime. <laughs> But you those, didn't have to send them, did you? Text message back in my pocket. <laughs> so that's who's at the top of the ACC right now. Continue to, to fly through everything that happened. We had the Senior Bowl this past Saturday. It was the only football game of the weekend. It's the first time that you know it was I didn't have a, a real game to report on on the weekend since you know August. So that's so strange that football's coming to a close. Greenville native and J.H. Rose alum Cornell Powell played in that game, had two catches for 42 yards, had a lot of looks, and, and he just couldn't get on the same connection with all the different quarterbacks. Obviously, when you have seven different guys throwing to you in one game, it's tough to yeah. find a rhythm. And that's difficult. And the other big story out of the uh, senior uh, or out of that game was the fact that Dante Smith played so well during the week. Uh, he did not play in the in the game itself. He had a though. thumb injury. Yeah, he had a thumb injury. He had an injury. injury. I was worried about it, but he, it was just a thumb. He should be all right. Yeah, he's got to get that thing right, which he probably will. But he'll be at the combine, mo- probably for sure. And and that's where you really make your you know make your money, make your difference. And and hopefully, you know, he really looked good in all the practices. And, and there was a lot of Twitter you know, yeah, talk he got about a, it. He got a lot of talking. Almost every article I saw of the yeah. biggest risers from the. From the Senior Bowl and stuff, Deontay Smith was on every single one of those lists, despite the fact that he did not play on uh, on Saturday in the Reese's Senior Bowl. How about the Canes though, uh, over in Raleigh on yeah. the ice, six one and zero, or zero and six one and zero. They yeah. haven't, uh, they've had one loss. They haven't lost in overtime yet. Four game winning streak. Have won the past five two games. Now. Five game winning yeah, streak. One last night. Have won their past two. Uh, games uh, due to shootouts, and, yeah. and they're getting it done all over the place. And how about the fe- the place where Carolina hockey was, you know, ten years ago t- compared to where it is now, and, and the tradition, and they're starting to look like a, a premier franchise in, in the NHL. When uh, you know it wasn't too long ago where they were probably the worst team in the league. Yeah, and they you know they won the Stanley Cup that year, and and they had a, a rise those couple of years, and then they won the Stanley Cup, and then all of a sudden everything went south, and and there was even talk that maybe they would move because you know the fans weren't coming out. But mm-hmm. it's good to see that that this this team is is really really talented. They've won eight straight games in shootouts. So when games go to shootouts, <laughs> they've won eight in a row. And those shootouts, you know, I watched the Dallas game the other day. You, know, you can watch hockey all day, but once they get in the shootout, you know it's coming. Uh-huh. And then uh, last night in Chicago, and that was that was just fun to watch. Andre Svechnikov came through <laughs> with the uh, the only goal in the shootout. 
He's it been wonderful say He's that so name good. ten times fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to I have to phonetically spell it out every time I. There's a couple of them I have to do the oh, same yeah. thing for Tavo Teravainen and. Oh the boy, there yeah. were a couple people at the beginning of the season that picked them uh, to win it all. Yeah, so, it's awesome. they, they've built a, a serious uh, franchise over there, and, and finally, we'll end things over in Charlotte. The Hornets. You know, we don't normally talk about them right now. They would be the eighth seed if if it would all. And today, they're on a three-game winning streak. LaMelo Ball started for the first time the other night, their first-round draft pick this past year. And they have a couple of players in, in the right places, and it seems like things might be I'll going in the right direction. But I'm sure over the years, you've said that a thousand times. Yeah, but, you know, it, it seems like – because a lot of people were on Michael Jordan about, hey, you know, you're the GOAT, but how come you can't, you know, get a better team? And you know and that's got to eat him alive. It's got to. It's got to. But he uh, – I think he's, they've got some pieces now, and, and I, I hope that they can. You know, this year to make the playoffs, you don't want to make it as that eight seed, though. You no. got to you got to move up a little bit because you make it as the eight, and you're probably going to go home most likely. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but just make the playoffs. I guess that's the ultimate goal. They they have played well in the early season. One seed will probably be the Bucks. They did uh, defeat the other night, so that yeah. that is good news. But I think that's going to wrap it up for another edition of WNCT Nine Your Side Sports Talk. A special Super Bowl prediction next week. We'll go through our picks and see if we are some happy winners or some sad losers. Uh, on this show, we had four Tampa Bay Buccaneers picks, so we're either going to feel real confident next week or real sad. Well, I'll do it for another. We're going to find out what Super Bowl Kelsey was really <laughs> born on. So stay tuned for that. I actually was looking that up when I was on here. Yeah, were you? Oh, boy. Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll see you next week. You guys know I'm a Super Bowl baby. Yeah. <laughs> Which okay. one is it? Let me check. Uh, it wasn't that one. That's the year I was born. All right. I'm tired. I need to go. All right. Everyone get some rest. Thanks Have for a good listening. week.